Hey, I'm Dan. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to a Mike Jiggers mini episode. Hey, everybody. This week, we're going to be talking about a sensitive topic. It's going to be a little talk of maybe some sexual violence and assault. So fair warning to anybody who might be triggered by any kind of discussion on that. This will be kind of a heavy episode. Today's topic is the Nexium sex cult. It's pretty fucked up, don't you think so, Emily? It's extremely fucked up. It's definitely, I mean, cults are something that have been around for many, many years, but this this particular cult being so recent and the fact like it's could possibly still be out there. For anybody who doesn't really know anything about this, which is plausible since the media coverage has been kind Very of sparse. Lax. Yeah. I'm surprised because of the big convictions. The basic gist of this is it was kind of a self-help group, ran for decades, charged really exorbitant fees for classes, kind of similar to Scientology in the way they did things. But then it morphed into this other thing with celebrities and wealthy people kind of splintering off into a smaller group called DOS. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you look at like the basis of the coal, it's pretty like, this is what we're about. And it's very relaxed. And then they recruit to get into the smaller and smaller. And then you're in this inner circle. Yeah. This smaller group DOS, it's an abbreviation of some Latin phrase I didn't write down. Basically, it translates to master over the slave women and attractive young women were recruited into this inner circle and it was almost like a sexual pyramid scheme kind of yeah they're sex slaves to masters who are other women who are then in turn slaves either to another woman and then eventually once you get up to the top there's this man I've heard his last name pronounced either Rainier or Rainieri. He's the head of this Nexium organization and also this smaller splinter group, DOS. And basically, they all live to serve him and whatever screwed up sexual pleasures he has. It's such a hard topic to talk about, but I know it's something that he's put out there. Mm-hmm. But I know it was almost like they're being weirdly pimped. Yes. And uh, the rituals that they would do to be even accepted into this. Do you want to describe the ritual or would you be more comfortable with me? Um, I can describe the ritual. Okay. So they'll have several women who are basically pledging to this circle. And they're taken into a room. They don't know exactly what they're pledging to. No. I don't even think they know where they are either. No. And they've just been basically told they're coming into this inner circle. They have to commit to it. 
And they basically have to give the organization blackmail material to be used against them in case they back out. It's, but like they're you, they're filled with like these false promises of like you will become this and your life will be so much greater when you join this. Yeah, and they call it collateral. You have to send them naked photos of yourself, write damaging letters to your own family that can be sent out if you back out. Once you're in, you're in and you will be, your life will be ruined if you back out. Because mm -hmm, they will leak your photos if you decide, like, this isn't what I want to do. So basically, you're in or you're in. So they've got their master in the room and these girls have to get undressed and essentially they're branded yeah, branded with a handmade iron with the nexium symbol but what's the most fucked up and disturbing is that the brand is initials <laughs> yeah and if you're thinking branding we're not talking like you see movies where cattle are branded and you take a red hot stamp. This is a cauterizing iron. They are basically cutting into the flesh with this iron and burning this mark slowly. Uh, we both watched this special with somebody who escaped from this cult, Sarah Edmondson. She describes it as taking 45 minutes to have this brand put onto her. And there was not there was more to it too, because it was not only that, but it was there was further steps that they took when mm. doing like basically they're etching it into their skin. Yes, it's horrible. I can't imagine. And the entire time they have somebody there telling them, "Oh, you're doing a good job. This pain is going to make you stronger. You're getting through this painful process, and you'll be able to look back and think." Hey, I survived that. I can survive anything. It's horrible. And mm -hmm. it's in the pubic region. It can be interpreted two ways. Um, it can be read as the initials KR or the initials AM. Would you like to explain where the AM comes into this whole mess? If anybody remembers the TV show from the mid-2000s called Smallville, there's an actress from the show called Allison Mack. She actually ended up being one of the convicted um, ringleaders. ringleaders of the Nexium cult. And she was actually the one recruiting. She was so high up in it. She was the one recruiting these women to be a part of this inner circle. And Sarah Edmondson mm -hmm. was actually in very quite frequent contact with Allison. She was branded at Allison's home. Wasn't Allison doing the branding or was she the one? Uh, my understanding is Allison wasn't there at the time. Okay. There was a another master in between Sarah Edmondson and Allison Mack. Because Sarah Edmondson got pretty high up too before yeah. she realized what was happening. Yes, she was actually in the main group, Nexium, the self-help portion for 12 years as a recruiter, a teacher of classes. She thought it was this great philosophical organization 
calling it a cult is a little weird. It doesn't have that religious aspect to it. It's more mm-hmm. just generally philosophical. And like some of the information, like it was a self-help group first, and then they were like, oh, we kind of like these people. Let's yeah. try and bring them in. And so at some point they were trying to help people before, you know, realizing. I'm not sure I'd go so far as to say he was trying to help people. No, no, no. These other people yeah. who are like teaching, these, like Sarah right. Evanson and yeah. some of her other people that she became really good friends with. There was even a guy that um, escaped with her, mm-hmm. and he's a part of the show that she did. And to their knowledge, when they were at that level, they were trying to help people Yeah, before realizing, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, she was theoretically helping people, and they were bringing in all these celebrities. I know Catherine Oxenberg from Dynasty. She actually brought her daughter into it she heard of it as this nice startup self-help group okay this is something cool my daughter and i can go to might not be something that actually works but it's a good mother-daughter activity it didn't work for Catherine oxenberg but her daughter india did enjoy the group and she kept going to meetings and eventually became one of these sex slaves and Catherine oxenberg has her own book out there about her battle to get her daughter out of this cult. Wasn't it just up until like super recently that she got her daughter finally rescued from that? My understanding is it wasn't until this Keith Rainier was arrested that they were able to get her away. That was like, what, three, three, four years ago? 2017. Wow. Yeah. It, pretty recently, like I said, and, but there's still people out there that are doing his work. There's so much to unpack with this. There's the Nexium group as an organization, which I have mixed feelings about that. If it's helping people, and Sarah Edmondson said flat out she was very happy it helped get her life back on track joining this group, and it was very fulfilling for her. At the same time, it led to this other thing. But then they were charging a ridiculous amount of money to be in this group. It was, I want to say she at one point did a class or course that was three different retreats you go to for eight days each, and they were $5,000 each. That is, I have a hard time taking any organization that's claiming to help people seriously if they're profiting that much. Yeah. And that If there was a way to take the self-help and the knowledge and separate it, Maybe there would be a good group, like, I hate saying it, maybe there would be a good class to offer people that does help, Mm. but since it's got that such twisted background with it. Yeah, I don't know how you could get any of these people to take what they did learn that was helpful and pass on to other people without having that mess mixed in. It's just tainted by it. The DOS group man. This guy, he basically told his women how he wanted them, and he was very specific. I know he liked them ungroomed down there. He apparently liked rail thin women. I know Allison Mack lost a lot of weight. I believe India Oxenberg at one point was on a 500 calorie a day diet. He just God, he that, liked them. That's nearly impossible. Yes. And they would be given tasks 
not even necessarily sexual things, just almost tests. And if they failed, their master got punished or their fellow slaves got punished. Basically, the idea was even if you're okay with being punished, we know that you spend a lot of time with these other people and you don't want to see them punished. It's just, I know there's more torture to see people you care about get hurt than it is yourself. Yeah. I know at one point there was talk of them being put in cages and paddled. It's just horrible. You can't fathom it. It doesn't seem like something. He basically had a harem and it doesn't seem like something that should be possible in the United States in this day and age. Wasn't it that he, he, did he flee to France? Mexico. Mexico? I knew he had to flee and he fought extradition. Yeah. It's such a mess. And I was aware of not the DOS part of it, but the bizarreness of the Nexium cult and Allison Mack's involvement in it. Years ago, there was just a random blind item story on some gossip website. And it was basically, we can't say who, but some former teen star has gotten involved in this shady Scientology-like cult, and they've tried to recruit another one of their co-stars, which was the actress that played Lana in Smallville, into a threesome or something like that. And the article didn't name any names, but everybody in the comments section on that article somehow knew who it was. And I looked into it. It wasn't really that a well-guarded secret. Like Mm-mm. Alice Mack was very open about her, I guess, faith, we'll call it, in this organization and her belief in this man. It took years for the whole DOS thing to come out, which Sarah Edmondson kind of got the ball rolling on that once she escaped from the cult and said, screw it, they got this damaging material on me, but I can't keep doing this. She went public. She went to one of the major papers, showed her scar, and that really got things rolling, and FBI got involved. It's weird the things that they've been convicted on. There's some sex trafficking for him, I think Allison Mack might have been charged with some sex trafficking. It's mostly racketeering. Like they're getting them on the financial side of things, which is strange. I mean, you get them on whatever you can build a case on. Because you can always build it bigger after. Yeah. If you can't prove the sex trafficking, you get them for what you can prove. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind that they still haven't been sentenced. It's, it blows my mind the people that are still fully strong believers that he didn't do anything wrong. You're going to have that. Anywhere. His, yeah. I think he's facing life. The last I read on Allison Mack, it's expected three to five years because she made a plea deal. But the judge has discretion to go up to 40 years, I believe. Oh, geez. That's a difference. Yeah. Well, I think she testified against him. Eventually, mm-hmm. which this special that we watched, I'll put a link in the show notes. Watch the show, guys. Yes. It, I mean, it's more than just the Nexium. It's more than that. It's all those other ones. A lot of big names in there. Yeah, there will be several links in the show notes. But Allison Mack, I just don't know what to think about her in this special with Sarah Edmondson, or at least I think it was in this special. I saw that. Some of the evidence that they were able to get on him was for some reason recorded by Allison Mack. Like she had recordings of phone calls of him asking her to do things. Do you think that 
she was planning to turn on him this entire time, like for a long time. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if you're, the, I don't know who would just go out and record phone calls like that. Yeah, that's what's weird to me is I don't know whether to see her as a victim of somebody that's just been mesmerized by this guy and been victimized and then turned around and victimized other people. Which that's how we'll I kind of see that. We'll get into that. Or to me, if she's recording this, she knows this is wrong and she should not be doing it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. To me, she is first a victim, but she is also the assailant in this as well because she is out there trying to recruit people and she's a big hand in it, but she wasn't made that until she was pressured and I guess essentially victimized into being this role. And then she, you know, the blackmail. And in my opinion, she did it to keep herself to be upstanding. Yeah. Maybe to as an insurance policy for later. Mm -hmm. To know that she possibly knew that this was wrong. And maybe at some point she was like, I got to turn this over. And at this point, I don't care what happens. I've seen some reports that the whole DOS side of it was her idea, but Sarah Edmondson has said she thinks Allison Mack was set up to take the fall, which is why this symbol that they came up with to brand the women just amazingly has both his initials and her initials, depending on how you look at it. He's kind of a shady person anyways. He is. I could definitely see him trying to set up Oh, these are just my people. Yeah. Apparently, some people have gone missing. God, that's terrifying. He's just a weird, sketchy guy. And when you look at him, it's really hard to see how anybody was mesmerized by him. Mm -hmm. But there's videos out there of Allison Mack basically interviewing him for Nexium. I saw these before the DOS stuff came out, and it was obvious then she was straight up brainwashed. You watch the footage, she is just head over heels for him. Not even necessarily romantic love, just she has drank the Kool-Aid. We've tried to avoid getting too graphic, but we've basically covered the details of just how messed up this organization and the DOS side of it is. Now that we've talked about the details, I just want to pick your brain on where do you think things should stand legally? Should all of the blame fall on him? These people that were below him, they were victimized mm -hmm. and they were expected to recruit more people. If they didn't, there would be punishment. They also turned around and did horrible things to other people. How do you feel the punishment should be handed out? I think that. Definitely the majority of the blame should go to him, and there definitely needs to be some action taken against these, I guess you would call so-called masters. Mm -hmm. But to that extent, I feel like it should be more mental help. I don't know if prison time would be exactly the ideal answer. Yeah. I definitely think they should pay for what they have done, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't their fault. They are, like I said, victims first and then the assailant. But I also believe that they need their own help to maybe live a partially normal life too. Mm -hmm. But then again, they also did some of the work. Yeah. So, but like, I don't think 
prison prison is the absolute answer, but I still think they should serve time for the things that they have done. I would have a very difficult time if I was put in charge of sentencing these women. I definitely think Allison Mack should serve some years in prison. Yeah. I'm- because she at even if she knew what she was like knew what was happening, she still went ahead and did it. I, but even yeah. if she was in danger herself, but like I also, if even if it was like a few years and then she did like m- a mental stint at a place. Yeah, I think she definitely needs some mental rehabilitation. If she does get three to five years, I think that's probably a little light considering her little, role yeah. in it. She's often described as the second in command. Yeah. It's real easy to say they should have just stood up and done the right thing, even if it meant they got punished with this blackmail material. But it's a lot harder to do that when you're in the situation. Mm -hmm. Everybody probably has been in a situation sometime in their life, maybe not this bad, maybe even just as a kid where you have to come up with, wow, if I say something here, I am also going to be in a lot of trouble. I think it's just one of those things people were in way over their heads and didn't know how to get out. Yeah. But then again, they are doing bad things and it's just so hard. There should be punishment and rehabilitation. Yes. Except for him because- Fuck that guy. Yes, fuck that guy. He knew exactly what he was fucking doing and fuck him to the end of the earth. Yeah. I guess the only other thing I really want to touch on is just the nature of cults in general. Just the way they prey on younger people. A lot of these women were definitely younger. They found meaning in their life by joining this organization. I mean, obviously, the whole way they got into it was through self-help. It's just such a weird thing to me. I, As someone that doesn't have faith, I'm not atheist, I'm agnostic. I, I don't know if there's a God, but I just don't have that in me to have that faith. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous of people who do. I think that's a gift to be able to find, regardless of whatever religion you believe in, just find that meaning. At the same time, it can go south so easily when you misplace it. And there are people out there who you, they take it to the extremes. And there, there's people, and I don't like ragging on people because I have religious friends and. I don't like ragging on religion, but except for the fact that there are people out there who take it extremely too far and make it rule their lives so much that they're trying to rule others' people's lives and the fact of it. And that's when it gets hard for me to see that and try and accept it. It's heartbreaking to know that So many of these people got into this because it was a helpful thing for them. And now that's been destroyed for them and they feel betrayed. How many people a part of this organization in particular are mentally fucked up for the rest of their lives? Yeah. And there's people that went into debt to be able to pay for these classes. That's where I think any organization, religion, that you should be seeing red flags when people are telling you how your life can get better if you just pay them thousands of dollars. I don't think any form of enlightenment or a pathway to the afterlife comes in the form of thousands of dollars. No. But you see people, you're going to have that in any religion. There's people that will 
prey on people's beliefs and try to profit off of it, either through money or power, whether it's people building mega churches, flying in private jets in the name of Christianity. There's an evangelical preacher out there who said that God was the reason that he he wanted God said it was okay for him to have four private jets. It was okay for him to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, yeah. how can you say that? God wouldn't possibly want you to spend that money on homeless people or starving people. Oh, not at all. <laughs> and again, I'm not criticizing Christianity. I'm criticizing the people that profit off of Christianity. Yeah. And there's other religions that you see you know, in the Middle East. There's plenty of people around the world who believe in Islam and it enriches their lives. It's peaceful to them. It's like any other good religion that it just makes them a better person. But in the Middle East, you have people that are leveraging it to basically run their own form of mob. And the people at the top, they're not the ones strapping bombs to their, themselves and running into a room and killing innocent people. They're just using other people's beliefs, making them into pawns and accruing power. It, it, it's sad to see because I don't know much about the Islamic or Muslim religion, but I know that it is a very, very peaceful religion if you get to the basic of it, and it's kind of interesting. I wouldn't necessarily go out and study religion, but like, artifacts and the knowledge the knowledge about it is what interests me not being a religious person mm. myself but like i like to know i mean i know all the christianity ones here but like you know the ones that you don't see here like buddhism and islam and the culture behind it is what kind of interests me and to know what it is that they base themselves off of i'm sure there might be people out there saying well, yeah, but Islam has, you know, the way they treat women and there's probably scripture they can point to that justifies violence in the Quran. There's violence here against women um, in the You go to Old Testament in the Bible, you're gonna find less enlightened treatment of women. There's parts of the Bible that call for violence against all sorts of people. There's violence and extremism in every religion. I think blind faith is a terrible thing. I like faith. I like that people can have it and I'm jealous of it. If there's a creator, he gave you a brain. Use, use it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Study up on your stuff. Don't jump into something. If you're down and out and if you need to turn to something, don't turn to something that you're going to have to pay for. Turn to something that you know is going to give you a moral happiness rather than a material. Yeah, just make up your own decisions about what's right in the world. And yeah, I guess that's all I have to say on the matter. That's really all I have to say. Okay. Yeah. It was a kind of a heavier episode than usual, but we both were fascinated by Nexium and DOS and horrified at the same time. Felt like it needed more coverage. It's getting some coverage more on the internet. But it's one of those things like there's too much other drama out in the world to actually be covering something that's a trafficking cult. <laughs> Probably the reason it hasn't got as much coverage, which again, in the era of you know Me Too, you would think something like this would be getting nothing but coverage. 
Mm-hmm. I think it largely has to do with a certain person I don't want to really talk about who manages to somehow get in the news every single day for some other reason and just dominates it. And this is just not getting the attention it probably deserves. Petty drama is better than looking at the reality of horrors. Hopefully, if you weren't aware of this organization, you've learned a little something. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be all for today. Thanks, guys, for listening. If you guys have any kind of comment on this, let us know. And if there might be other cults for another mini episode, comment on our Facebook at Micah Jiggers Podcast and let us know what's up. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.